Hey team, this is Grant David Collins, and welcome to Giving is a Skill, a grassroots giving podcast where ordinary people like you and me learn how to create meaning, impact, and connection with our time, talents, and money, regardless of the amount. On this episode, we're going to be talking about how you can bring the true meaning of Christmas back into your family gatherings. So let's get started. Christmas is inherently about Jesus. And while this podcast is not religious in nature, it is quite a challenge to talk about the true meaning of Christmas without speaking in some ways about Christianity. I also happen to be Christian myself. So in today's episode, I'm going to share a little bit about the tenets of my faith within the context of how you can make your family gatherings a little bit more meaningful this holiday season. Now, With all that being said, I promise that my faith will only be a demonstration of what is possible when you add a little intention to your holiday get-togethers. Anyone of any belief system can do what I'm suggesting for Christmas with any other holidays or family traditions, religious or not. So let's really get started by laying some initial groundwork about what is meant by the phrase, the true meaning of Christmas. To most Christians, Christmas is a celebration of the birth of the central figure of Christianity, Jesus Christ. Now, this might come as a surprise to some listeners, but in all reality, we really do not know when Jesus was actually born. Births were not celebrated in the same way that they were today, nearly two millennia ago. So while there are all sorts of theories around how December 25th was chosen as the official celebration of Christ's birth, the exact date is not nearly as important as what it stands for. Christ's birth was the beginning of what Christians believe to be the greatest and most selfless sacrifice of all human history— Jesus, who was ultimately killed by crucifixion, is believed by Christians to have sacrificed himself so that all mankind could overcome sin and death to ultimately return to God after they themselves pass away. Now, this is really summarized in probably the most famous verse of all Christian scripture, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So when people talk about remembering the true meaning of Christmas, they are referring not only to this sacrifice, but they are also attempting to bring to the forefront of the holiday the teachings and example that Jesus set throughout his ministry. Teachings like forgiving those who have wronged you, not judging, walking by faith, and loving and caring for the poor and the needy who are all around us. In Hallmark movies and holiday lore, family gatherings really seem to be a direct reflection of these tenets. But for many of us, the exact opposite is actually true. According to one survey shared by USA Today, nearly 85% of those who were surveyed admitted to lying or coming up with an excuse to get out of a family holiday event. And, you know, as crazy as that statistic sounds, in some ways it feels a little bit more true to my as-lived life experience. 
While I have had some wonderful family holidays, I can remember one Christmas spending almost an hour in a heated argument with a cousin of mine over whether pickleball was actually a sport or not. And that was before we started walking down the family discussion circuit around politics and other crazy heated topics. So how does a holiday that really originates from a place of peace and love devolve into so much family friction and hurt feelings? My personal opinion is that where we focus as a society has everything to do with our current experience of Christmas. In our pursuit of more stuff, we've really misconstrued a holiday that originated in giving to one that primarily focuses on receiving. A perfect analogy that seems to describe this perfectly and really fit into the location of Christ's ministry is a comparison between two bodies of water in the Middle East, the Sea of Galilee and the Dead Sea. A poem was written about these two and really explains why, and I want to take a second to read it really fast. Life adorns the Sea of Galilee. Its bosoms teem with fish, its shores are green. But to the south there lies the salty sea, so desolate, no fish, no life is seen. And yet from Jordan's waters both receive, then why doth one have life, the other death? Tis nature's law to take and then to give. For every breath we take, we give a breath. The Dead Sea drinks far more than Galilee, but has no outlet in its selfishness. While Galilee bestows its bounties free, it issues forth its life mankind to bless. Am I a Dead Sea or a Galilee? More blessed tis to give than to receive. If I confine my thoughts to my and me, I'll not bless others, but myself deceive. I really feel like this this poem zeroes in on what is happening in our society when it comes to Christmas. The Sea of Galilee not only receives water, but it also gives that same water away. But the Dead Sea has no outlet. And because of that, because it does not give anything, it just kind of corrodes over time, becomes more and more salty and more uninhabitable. And that is kind of where our Christmases are starting to go, which is really sad. So let's look to bring everything back together here. There are so many things that you could do both on your own and with your family to shift your holiday focus from receiving towards giving. And you've probably already thought of a few as we've been talking today about this topic in generality. So we're going to get a little bit more specific as we go. So if you thought of something, I'll encourage you to continue to think about how you could put that into practice. And I'm going to share one specific suggestion that you can do in your family gatherings to be able to start to bring this true meaning of Christmas or this giving spirit back into your holiday experience. So as of today, or as of the release date of this podcast, there is still 13 days left before Christmas Day. And that means you still have plenty of time to mix in a giving experience into your planned holiday festivities. 
And the wonderful thing about family get-togethers is that there are plenty of hands to pitch in to make quick work of all sorts of potential projects that could help support your community or neighborhood. Now, I've thought of three that you could potentially do that I'm going to link other resources to in the description that have various intensities in terms of the amount of money and resources and time that each one of these takes. But feel free to come up with others. You know, you have a really cool opportunity when it comes to the amount of people that you have coming to your holiday events to do something that is really impactful and meaningful. So I'm going to start off with kind of the highest tier and then drop down um, to make things a little bit more reachable as we go. But all of these suggestions are 100% reachable to any family that is out there. The first project that I want to push out there is that of hygiene kits. Now, hygiene kits will cost a little bit of money. Um, depending on how you get your supplies, it's between 2 and about $7 per hygiene kit that you do. If you buy bulk, it's a little bit cheaper. If you don't, then it's a little bit more expensive. But during this time of year, hygiene kits are needed by all sorts of food pantries and nonprofits. And so you can just do a quick search in your general area for a food pantry um, nearby, and I almost guarantee that they will need some sort of hygiene kit. So how you would go about doing this project is you would go and, and talk to that nonprofit, or you can visit the link that I'm going to put below that has a really good suggestion of things to include in hygiene kits. And you'll go to the store or order online the supplies that are needed for these kits. And then during your holiday experience, during your party, set up some time to be able to assemble these kits together into plastic bags or whatever you're going to distribute them in. And then one suggestion that I have that can kind of be more interactive for everybody besides just putting hygiene kits together is to actually write a handwritten note for each one of the hygiene kits that you put together. So you can have a couple people assembling the hygiene kits, and then you can have other people writing the notes, and it will go by fairly quickly. Uh, my family is planning to do about 50 of these during our upcoming holiday experience, and we are likely going to spend only about 45 minutes doing that. So it, it doesn't take that long, and it really can shift this focus of Christmas from ourselves to the people that are around us. The next suggestion I have is brought to us by a nonprofit called United Way. If you haven't heard of them, they're a fairly big nonprofit, and they have an opportunity on their website called Red Light, Green Light. Essentially, what you do is you put together these kits that help children learn how to read and follow instructions and interact with those around them. And you'll see all of the, the outline of what everything is, but this is a little bit cheaper than the hygiene kits for you to be involved with because all you need to do is to get red paper or green paper and then some popsicle sticks and I think one other thing. And you just print off a bunch of these and you cut them out, you put them into bags and you drop them off at your local United Way. Now, I would make sure to call up United Way to make sure that the one in your location needs these, but it is a perfect gift that is going to require some time. Again, you're going to need to print things off, and I would probably suggest doing that ahead of time, but then you would then cut those things off together, assemble them together, and really have Christmas music playing in the background 
and really good conversation that that could be had while you're being involved with this. And it's something that the kids could get involved with too. That's that's the same thing with the hygiene kits. Like it's not just the adults, the kids could really get involved with these as well, which would just be a beautiful thing. And again, you could include a personalized note. The last suggestion I have, and probably the most reachable, which could still be fairly impactful, is to take some time as a family to write notes to people that might not have as much support or um, as as happy of a holiday as your family is having. These can be people that are in old folks' homes or in prisons or in shelters. There's so many people out there that don't have a family to go to or a big holiday feast to be able to take part in. And so getting together and writing just simple notes of encouragement to people and signing your first name on those notes can make a huge, huge difference. And it it really doesn't, again, have to take that much time. But on all three of these, what I will put out there is something that you should really be considering is that each one of these could kind of be a, a side activity. You could easily sideline these things. And instead of making it something that everybody does together, you could say, well, you know, if you have time, go over to the corner and write a note or go assemble a kit. And what I have found is that if that is how things are going to be approached, I would just suggest maybe not doing it. Because not only is it likely not going to happen, but you really don't get the buying. You really don't get the teaching opportunities within the family and, and for the kids if you are making it a sideline of Christmas, which is exactly what we're doing with giving right now. We are sidelining giving for other things at Christmas time. And so, like, how ironic would it be if we did that in our attempts to give a little bit better this holiday season? Before we end up this podcast, I want to say one last thing about family gatherings. Obviously, Christmas time is a big opportunity to incorporate giving into your traditions. But think about the impact that you could have within your family if you thought about how you could add giving to additional family activities and events throughout the year. Christmas, again, does not have to be the only time that you give. It can really be this catalyst to yearly giving. Now, Christmas really can be the most wonderful time of the year. And you can add to your entire family's holiday experience by being the one who steps forward to steer your holiday traditions back towards the origin of the experience. Regardless of your religious beliefs, the world could use a little bit more care, love, and forgiveness this time of year. Well, team, that's it for me. Let's go out in the world and create good with our time, talents, and money, regardless of the amount, and see if we can add a little bit more of the Christmas spirit back into our holiday by taking charge and making giving really a central focus of what we do with our families this holiday season together. Talk soon.